When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin price taps three-week lows as the SEC fears liquidate literally $250 million of crypto longs. That's right. We'll also be discussing Ethereum price risking a 20% correction amid the SEC's crackdown on crypto staking. That's right. Meanwhile, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, is getting into Bitcoin. They bought 7.4% of Marathon and 7.2% of Silvergate. Also in today's show, SEC's Hester Pierce blasts the agency's attack on Kraken's crypto staking platform. And after Kraken, these crypto companies could be targeted next by the SEC. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also in today's show, Mississippi Senate passes a bill to protect crypto miners from discrimination, which is definitely a great sign. Also in today's show, ancient Bitcoin whale moves $9.6 million in Bitcoin at a whopping 181% profit in sudden awakening. And quoting the late great Hal Finney, Bitcoin has the potential to become the dominant currency for large-scale electronic transfers worldwide. If this happens, Bitcoins could be worth millions of dollars each. I see the recent increase in value as a rise in the consensus probability that Bitcoin will succeed. I'll also remind you it was 12 years ago today, Bitcoin smashed a dollar. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. <music> Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1190 of Crypto News Alerts. I am your host, JV. Today is February 10th, and we're witnessing a nice little correction in the market. As you can see here in your screen, you got Bitcoin pulled back about 4%. On the day, currently trading at 21,800, we have Ether down 5.6%, maintaining above 1,500, and just massive losses in the overall crypto market. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the crypto market cap barely holding on to that $1 trillion milestone with about $69 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the current Bitcoin dominance at 41.4%, with the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours. We got Mina leading the pack up about 5% trading at 90 cents, followed by Hedera up 7% trading at 7.7 cents, followed by Rocket Pool up 8% trading above 48 bucks. Below that we have Nexo and Loop Ring and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Finally, the bulk of the alts back in the red and correcting with a handful in the green including AGIX up 92%, GRT up 64% and Hex up 42%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a neutral 48. Yesterday was a 55 and last week a 60 in greed and last month a 26 
in fear. How many of you, again, seized the moment and took advantage of the current dip? Let me know in the comments below. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out some of the charts. Bitcoin fell to bearish target zones February 10th as the bulls failed to hold important support above 22 Gs, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one-day candle chart. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View showed Bitcoin dropping to 216 on Bitstamp, and Bitcoin reached badly the regulatory fears from the U.S., but had already faced the days of bearish sentiment, with traders expecting a retest of 21,000 or even lower. Now, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, bear market back, or are we just having a slight correction? Which camp are you in? What are your thoughts? Let me know below. Some were busy with short positions of the Bitcoin price action conform to expectations. With popular trader Crypto Tony eyeing 21.4 as a potential bounce zone should losses continue to materialize, quitting him here. Profit coming in nice on the short, and my next target is the support cluster at 21.4. If we see a retest of 22.3, then this could be your chance to get in upon a failed retest. Now, those remaining in long positions thus felt intense pain overnight. According to data from Data Resource, Coinglass, long liquidations of Bitcoin alone totaled $64.6 million for February. 9th, an on-chain college, a contributor to analytics platform CryptoQuant, noted that these included $24.3 million in a single hourly candle, the most since the FTX crash in early November 2022, which you can see right here. Now, looking beyond the immediate price performance, fellow CryptoQuant contributor, venture founder, focused on whether the macro bottom was really in for the king crypto. If Bitcoin were to preserve the 200-day moving average near 20000 or even 19000 to support, he argued on the day. It may be more significant implications for the price action. Bitcoin saw two years low of just under 16,000 in the FTX aftermath. I think the current low is 15.7, which at the time sparked mass calls for a trip to 12,000. In fact, many analysts were calling for 8,000 or even lower. Quoting a venture founder here, a retest of 19 to 20,000, which is the 200 day moving average, would be a very appropriate here. And a further post argued that holding the 19 to 20,000 level during this correction would be the first. First confirmation that 16,000 was the Bitcoin bottom. So there you have it. How many of you are in the camp that the bottom is currently in at 15.7 for this cycle? Let me know in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss a potential Ethereum crash of 20%. That's right. Check it. Ethereum's native token Ether saw its worst daily performance of the year as the U.S. SEC stopped Kraken, a crypto exchange, from offering crypto staking services. February 9th, Kraken agreed to pay $30 million to settle with the SEC's allegation that it broke the security rules by offering crypto staking services to U.S. retail investors, all in the name of protecting investors, a.k.a. preventing them from making any money, right? They prefer us to make virtually zero interest with the banks. But in particular, the news pushed down the prices of many proof-of-stake blockchain project tokens. Ethereum, which switched to a staking-based protocol in September of 2022, obviously suffered. February 9th, ETH price plunged nearly 6.5% to around 1500 bucks, the largest single-day decline since December 16th of last year. So the SEC's crackdown on crypto staking begins as Ethereum awaits the release of its key network upgrade dubbed Shanghai, which is set to be released in March. The update will finally allow Ether validators, entities that have locked approximately $25.6 billion worth of Ethereum tokens and Ethereum's proof-of-stake smart contract to withdraw their assets alongside their yield rewards. And as a result, multiple analysts, including Bitwise Asset Management's Chief Investment Officer, Matt Hogan, consider Shanghai a bullish event 
for Ether. Quoting him here, today, many investors who would like to stake ETH and earn yield are sitting on the sidelines. After all, most investment strategies can't tolerate the indefinite lockup. So most investors stay out of the market. But once the indefinite lockup is removed, the percentage of investors willing to stake their ETH will explode. But doubts have been emerging about the future crypto staking in the U.S. with Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase Crypto Exchange, fearing that the SEC would ban staking for retail investors in the future. Quoting Armstrong, we're hearing rumors that the SEC would likely get rid of crypto staking in the U.S. for retail customers. I hope that's not the case, as I believe it would be a terrible path for the U.S. as if that was allowed to happen. And lo and behold, within 24 hours later, the crackdown was launched by the SEC against Kraken. So some analysts argue that banning Ether staking services will force users to move away from Ethereum. What do you think? Notably, Ethereum requires stakers to deposit 32 ETH valued at 50000 into a proof-of-stake uh, smart contract to be a validator. And as a result, retail investors often use third-party staking services that pull smaller amounts of ETH to enable validator status. Quoting Ripple Van Winkle, if the SEC bans crypto staking for the public, then a majority of Ethereum <clears throat> validators will have to come down, he argues. Now, from a technical perspective, Ether's price is positioned for potential 20% price correction in February. Notably on the daily chart, which you can see here, the ETH price has been undergoing a pullback move after testing its multi-month descending trend line as resistance. It's now holding the 200-day exponential moving average, which is the blue wave you can see in this chart near $1,525 as support. And you guys let me know how many of you are currently bullish on Ethereum or vice versa. Are you more bullish on Bitcoin during this time? Ether risks dropping below the 200-week moving average support wave owing to its negative market fundamentals. Such a scenario includes the next downside target at $1,200, which coincides with the multi-month ascending trend line support. So there you have it. Do you feel that Ether can likely pull back to that $1,200 range? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's break down our next story of the day, SEC's Hester Pierce blasting the agency's attack on Kraken's crypto staking platform. That's right. The SEC commissioner, Hester Pierce, blasts the agency's decision to attack the crypto exchange Kraken, forcing the company to eliminate its staking program and literally pay a $30 million fine. How many of you feel this is completely unjust? Let me know your thoughts. In an official letter of dissent, Pierce says that the SEC's repeated attempts to regulate the industry through enforcement are bad for the average American investor. I agree here 100%. Quoting her, today the SEC shut down Kraken's staking program and counted it as a win for investors. I disagree and therefore dissent. Instead of taking the path of thinking through staking programs and issuing guidance, we again chose to speak through an enforcement action purporting to make clear to the marketplace that a staking as a service providers must register and provide full fare and truthful disclosure and investor protection. Number one, using enforcement actions to tell people what the law is is an emerging industry is not an efficient or fair way of regulating. And number two, moreover, staking services are not uniform. So one-off enforcement actions and cookie-cutter analysis does not cut it. And accusing companies in the emergent industry of wrongdoing, launching legal action, enforcing settlements instead of offering clear guidelines is parentalistic and lazy, says Pierce. Most concerning, though, is that our solution to a registration violation is to shut down entirely a program that has served people well. The program will no longer be available in the United States, and Kraken is enjoined from ever offering a staking service in the U.S., registered or not. A 
paternalistic and lazy regulator settles on a solution like the one in this settlement do not initiate a public process to develop a workable registration process that provides valuable information to investors, just shut it down. And although she is open to increased corporate transparency, Pierce says it is now clear that the SEC is flat out hostile towards the crypto industry at large. Agreed 100%, quitting her here. More transparency around the crypto staking programs like Kraken's might well be a good thing. However, whether we need a uniform regulatory solution, and if that regulatory solution is best provided by a regulator that is hostile to crypto in the form of an enforcement action is less clear. So there you have it. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now we're going to discuss our next story of the day. What are likely the next sitting duck targets for the SEC now that they have made it clear they're going after all of crypto staking in the United States? Well, Let's discuss it. That's right. Uh, let's scroll down to here, quoting Kraken CEO uh, Jesse Powell. Bigger balance sheet wouldn't hurt either. They picked the bottom of the bear market, waited for us to do a 30% layoff. They have all of our financials, lots of leverage. Maybe we looked weak. This is more about FTX than it is us or staking, but the timing was not great. Very unfortunate. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler remarked that the action is meant to make it clear to the market that staking as a service provider must register. This has caused an uproar in the crypto industry and raised questions about who the SEC will target next. So let's discuss some of this uh, speculation. Exchanges are not the only ones likely to be the focus of the new regulatory scrutiny because at this point it's unknown whether proof-of-stake-based cryptos such as Ethereum will also focus be a focus of the SEC and whether a securities classification for ETH is planned by the SEC now that they have switched from a proof of work to a proof of stake. At least the press release did not provide any indications in this regard. But meanwhile, rumors say that more enforcement actions will be coming from the SEC. As Samuel Andrew reports, more exchanges and stablecoin issuers will receive Wells notices in the coming days and weeks. A Wells notice is a notification issued by regulators to inform individuals or companies of completed investigation where violations have been discovered. One rumor has already come to fruition. The New York Department of Financial Services is investigating stablecoin issuer Paxos. While the scope of the investigation is unclear thus far, Pax Dollar and Binance USD are among the company's stablecoins, which could be a part of the investigation. And on another note, Paxo denied the rumor that the U.S. Office of Comptroller of the Currency has asked a crypto company to withdraw its application for a full banking license, quoting them here. To clarify speculation, Paxos has not been asked to withdraw its application for a national trust bank charter from the OCC, nor has it been denied the charter. Paxos continues to work constructively with the OCC. Another name Andrew learned from his anonymous source is Circle. That's right. The issuer of the second largest stablecoin in the market, USDC, could also face a Wells notice. That's right. So unfortunately, I think this is very bad for crypto um, adoption in the United States. And I think this is going to force a lot of crypto companies to uh, relocate outside the United States. Why would you want to do business with the SEC ruling with an iron fist unjustly and with no clear regulations or guidance being provided for the crypto industry makes absolutely no sense. But the fact they don't want you investing in crypto and I cannot put that any more clear, fam. So it is what it is. What are your thoughts? How do you feel the crypto crackdown will likely impact the overall crypto market for this year in 2023? 
Holla at your boy. With that being shared, now let's discuss some breaking news happening for Bitcoin miners in Mississippi, which is a great win for the Bitcoin miners. The American state of Mississippi is one step closer to protecting the rights of crypto miners after the state Senate passed the Mississippi Digital Asset Mining Act February 8th. There is a companion bill under consideration in the state House of Representatives. The Senate bill, authored by State Senator Josh Harkins, legalizes home digital asset mining and the operation of mining businesses in areas zoned for industrial use. There are already crypto miners operating in Mississippi, which have some of the lowest electricity rates in the country. However, the bill claim digital asset mining has often faced regulatory challenges at the state and local level. And in addition, the bill prohibits limiting noise from home mining beyond existing limits, imposing requirements on miners beyond those locally applied to data centers or changing the zoning of a mining center without proper notification and an opportunity to appeal. It also prohibits the Public Service Commission, which regulates utilities, from imposing discriminatory rates on mining businesses and exempts homes and business miners from monetary transmitter status. Now, Mississippi is one of the states where the Satoshi Action Fund has been active with CEO Dennis Porter speaking at a meeting of the Mississippi Senate Finance Committee back in January, where he mentioned the potential for crypto miners to use orphaned oil and gas wells as a power source. Pretty wild. Quoting him here, it shall be legal in the state of Mississippi to run a node for the purpose of home digital asset mining and operate digital asset mining business. Now, both the Senate and the House bills mention Orphan Wells. The House bill would set up a state digital asset mining council that would consider the use of the wells as a mining power source and other issues throughout the year. The House bill has passed and ways and means committee, but has not been debated yet on the House floor. Mississippi's legislation contrasts with the two-year moratorium on crypto mining passed in New York and signed into law in November. I hope many other United States uh, places follow suit with Mississippi. I think it's great to be protecting the Bitcoin miners as they are very critical to the overall Bitcoin infrastructure. And this is great for mass adoption. With that being shared, now let's discuss our next story of the day. And that is before we get to this $1 million or multiple million dollar price prediction from Hal Finney, the late great, may his soul rest in peace. First, I want to discuss something else very interesting, which caught my attention this morning. And that is ancient Bitcoin whale moves 9.6 million in Bitcoin at a whopping 181% profit in a sudden awakening. That's right. According to BitInfo charts, the address, which was last active October 2012, recently transferred 412 Bitcoins valued at over $9.5 million. At this time, Bitcoin was priced at about $12.50 when the wallet was created on October 1st. 2012 worth 22,600 at the time of writing that Bitcoin is currently in 181%, 204% profit. But who's counting? The long dormant address moved the Bitcoin to five different addresses. Two addresses received approximately 177 BTC each. Another two received 28 BTC each and one received 0.12 BTC. The combined fee for the five multi-million dollar transactions amounted to $2.84. Take that, central banks. And prior to the recent activity, the Bitcoin address had only recorded four transactions, all deposits spanning from September 28th of 2012 to October 1st of the same year. So talking about hodling, what a great example. Imagine hodling your Bitcoin until you realize a 182% gain. And my apologies, 182,000% 
percent gain is absolutely phenomenal. So much respect to the diamond hands. And with that being shared, now for the moment we've all been waiting for, let's discuss the late great Hal Finney. As I reminded you in the intro of the show, Bitcoin literally hit a dollar for the first time 12 years ago today. Here is quoting the late great Hal Finney. Bitcoin has the potential to become the dominant currency for large-scale electronic transactions worldwide. If this happens, Bitcoin can be worth millions of dollars each. I see the recent increase in value as a rise in the consensus probability that Bitcoin will succeed dated February 10th. 2011, literally 12 years ago today. What are your thoughts on the late great Hal Finney's prediction? When do you feel this will likely materialize and turn into fruition? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, if you're not familiar with Hal Finney, here's the man, the myth, the legend himself. I'm going to be sharing with you some of his greatest quotes, which are so inspiring. Here we go. Since we're all rich with Bitcoins, or we will be once they are worth millions of dollars like everyone expects, we ought to put some of this unearned wealth to good use. Amen. And regarding Bitcoin mining, mining should not be too profitable because nothing should be too profitable. The world doesn't leave free money lying around. Therefore, the price of Bitcoins can't rise too much above the cost of mining, counting equipment depreciation among the cost, of course. And he ultimately also notes, ultimately, it's good for the network for mining to be expensive. It makes it that much harder for a well-financed attacker to dominate the network Exactly. Now, another very interesting quote. It is very strange, really, that we all see good chance that Bitcoins will hit a dollar in the relatively near future. How many investments can be expected to triple in value in that time frame? Is gold going to be $3,500 anytime soon? Nope. Apple stock going to triple? Maybe Facebook, if you can get some. That seems like a pretty sure thing. We are really lucky to be in at the beginning of a possibly explosive new phenomenon. Considering the odds against most money tripling investments, Bitcoin looks like a good place for a percentage of your portfolio. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Hal Finney. I'll give you another quote here. The danger is if people are buying Bitcoins and the expectation that the price will go up and the resulting increased demand is what is driving the price up, that is the definition of a bubble. And as we all know, bubbles burst. I see Bitcoin as ultimately becoming a reserve currency for banks playing much the same role as gold did in the early days of banking. Banks could issue digital asset with greater anonymity and lighter weight and more efficient transactions. And I'll leave you with one more. My apologies. There's so many here, but this was back in March of 2011. The computational power of the network is proportional to difficulty, and it appears that difficulty is proportional to Bitcoin price. It follows that unless Bitcoins become substantially more valuable than they are today. The Bitcoin network will never be substantially more resistant to attack than it is today. For Bitcoin to succeed and become secure, Bitcoins must become vastly more expensive. Preach. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.